So the reading is from Luke chapter 1, starting at verse 30, and then we'll have one verse from chapter 2. So Luke chapter 1, verse 30. The angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. And in chapter 2, verse 21. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Melanie. Father, we thank you for your word, and I pray that your Holy Spirit would be working in our minds and in our thoughts and our feelings and our hearts as we think about it together. Amen. So um, those of people like me who have responsibility for preaching at Christmas and Easter every year uh, always find a bit of a pressure because um, where do you start? The story of Easter, the story of Christmas is so vast and complex and intricate. Where do you start? So every year I think, what's, what do you preach on? And, and today was no different. It's, it's the uh, week after Christmas. So what do you preach on? What I find is, though, that every year God is pretty gracious and he usually comes up with something that he wants to be, the focus to be. And this year for me around Christmas, that's been the same. And for, for me this year, the one word that has kind of been highlighted for me is this whole concept of incarnation. And that for me has been the word of this Christmas for me. This sense that God became human. God became flesh. He left his father's side in glory and came to earth. So I'd like us to think about incarnation for one more week today because this verse, Luke 2, 21, tells us so much about the incarnation and it tells us, I think, it gives us lots of truth that we can hold on for as we go into the coming year. If we could have that Luke 2, 21 up again. On the eighth day, when it was time to circumcise the child, he was named Jesus, the name the angel had given him before he was conceived. Mary and Joseph, on the eighth day, take Jesus to be circumcised. That is the day we celebrate today. It's not after eight days, it's on the eighth day. So that is today. Three things I think we can get from this. As any good sermon will have, three things. Here we go. Three truths about the incarnation. This is the first one. Jesus, the creator of everything, experienced physical pain. He experienced pain. I don't think anyone wants me to go into the details of circumcision. Let's just not talk about it. It's just uncomfortable <laughs> in more ways than one. But the fact is, it would have been painful. 
eight-year-old little baby, seven-year-old, seven-day, not year, seven-day-old baby having to go through that procedure. It would have hurt. And I think there's something hugely significant about that, about the fact that the creator of the universe, this little baby, experienced such sharp, cutting pain. He had made the world... He had made the world perfect. He had existed before the world began. And pain only came into the world because of humanity's disobedience to the creator. When God made the world, there wasn't pain. But because of our disobedience, pain entered the world. And so we have this, I think, this incredible truth that Jesus is experiencing one of the strongest consequences of humankind's rebellion against him. Isn't the incarnation incredible? He was experiencing the physical pain. He was experiencing the consequence of humanity's rebellion against him who had made everything perfect before the world began. That's the first one. Second one, Jesus, the Son of God, was subjected to the religious rites and subjected to the law. I think this is amazing, actually, the more you think about it. Jesus is subjected to the religious law of the people. And I think this is incredible. Um, the, The fact Mary and Joseph took Jesus on the eighth day was in response to the law of Moses. We see this, Genesis 17, verse 12. For the generations to come, every male among you who is eight days old must be circumcised. And we read again in Galatians 4, when the fullness of the time came, God sent forth his son, Jesus, born of a woman, born under the law. Now, just, let's just think about that. I just think that's incredible. What was the purpose of the law? The law was there to bring a rebellious people back to God. The law was there to point people back to God. The law was in place so that people could have right relationship with God. The law was there because this was part of the covenant, the agreement between the people and God. And here we have God subjecting himself to the very law that was only there to bring the people back to himself. I actually think this is incredible, and I actually think it's an act of injustice. Because it's, how can the the law giver be subject to the law that was made so that the people could go back to the law giver? It doesn't make sense. That's why the incarnation is so incredible. This little baby... God himself is subject to the law. The closest thing I could think of, this is a really bad example, so so, so you can ignore this. The closest thing is a head teacher at school coming up with really strict uniform laws and then the head teacher having to wear exactly the same as all the kids every day, like the tie and the blazer and the black shoes or whatever. I mean, that's a silly example. But the lawmaker is subject to his own law, which is only there so people would turn back to him. That's amazing, I think. And the third one is this. Jesus was given a normal name. Jesus was given a normal name. Jesus is the Greek 
way of pronouncing and spelling the Hebrew name Joshua. Now, it has a very profound meaning. It means God saves, the Lord is salvation. But actually, it was a common name. In the Old Testament, for example, we see that there was Joshua, son of Nun, but there was also another Joshua, Joshua, son of Josedek. And we see in the New Testament, there are other people called Jesus. Barabbas, who on Good Friday was, uh, was released instead of Jesus, his name is actually Jesus Barabbas. He had the same name. Jesus was a common name. Here's another example, Colossians 4, verse 11. Jesus, who is called Justice, also sends greetings. There was a friend of Paul called Jesus. Perhaps they called him Justice because they didn't want to add to the confusion. But I think this is the third incredible thing about this circumcision naming ceremony that Mary and Joseph went through. He was given a normal name. The King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the name above all names, the great God was just given an average name. A name which has taken on more significance since then, obviously, and a name which did have special meaning, but just an average name. How does this help us going into 2023? Well, one simple word, and I think this is a word that I want to encourage us with this year, and that is empathy. You see, the incarnation of Jesus, God made human, tells us that he is able to empathise with me. He is able to empathise with you. There are several verses about this in the New Testament. Here's just one of them. Hebrews 2 verse 18. For because he himself has suffered when tempted, he is able to help those who are being tempted. If we had a God who was distant, who'd never experienced our mess, who'd never stepped down into our humanity, how could he really understand what it's like to be human? But that's the point. Jesus understands what it is to be human. So when you're tempted... He knows what that feels like. When you're stressed, he knows what that feels like. When you're under pressure, when you're grieving, when you're in pain, he knows what that feels like. He is able to emphasize, I can't say the word, emphasize, empathize, not emphasize, that's a different word, empathize with you because he has lived the human life existence. He knows what it is like. So as we enter 2023, who knows what the year will bring for you? Who knows? We don't know. Maybe the year will bring physical pain. Maybe, it's, maybe some of you are living with pain physically already. Maybe the year will bring physical pain. Jesus the incarnated God has experienced physical pain. He knows what you are going through. Maybe in 2023 you feel you might be facing a time of injustice. Maybe things won't be fair. Maybe you are already. Maybe the year will bring a sense of unfairness to your life. I hope not, but maybe it will. Jesus, the lawgiver, has experienced what it means to be put in a position which isn't fair. He empathizes with you.
Or maybe at the moment and into this year you feel insignificant. Your name is just, your metaphorical name is just an average name. Maybe you just feel average, nothing special, same as everyone else, no big deal. I don't amount to much. Jesus, the King of Kings, the name above all names, who came down and was given an average name, he knows how you feel. He knows what you are experiencing. He knows because he has been there. For me, that is an incredible truth about the incarnation. This baby born in Bethlehem that we celebrate at Christmas, thank goodness he doesn't stay the baby in Bethlehem. He grew up and died for us. And then he was brought back to life again and he ascended into heaven and he walks and he intercedes and prays for you every day because he knows what it feels like to be human and he empathizes with your situation. So my prayer for 2023 for me and for you is that you will know that truth, that God walks with you into everything whatever the year will bring, because he's been there and he's done it and he knows how it feels. Amen.